Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday night midweek service. Um, I want to thank Pastor for the opportunity to be able to just share a message with the body of Christ and um, this evening. And I want to go ahead and get started and be reading from the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. And it reads it so. It says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he sent the multitudes away, and when he had... Well, he sent the multitudes away, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Tonight, I want to speak on the subject of not just any hand. Let us pray and go into before we start tonight's message. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for the privilege and the opportunity that you have given to us, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you just minister and speak to your precious people. Lord, through everything that they're dealing with and going through, Lord, that we would know and understand that we serve a God who is with us, a God who catches us, a God who saves us. And I'm asking you, Lord, to bring understanding and wisdom I'm asking you to bring revelation, Lord, bring a covering of your spirit, Lord, upon each home. And I ask you, Lord, just to to speak and minister through these lips of clay, Lord. We give all the honor and all the glory to you. In your name, Jesus, we pray. The importance of the hands to the human body is so significant in every aspect of our lives. It is with our hands that we have protected ourselves from falling or kept us from losing our balance as kids it is with our hands that we put clothing we have on and feed ourselves daily it is with our hands that we pray and we worship god it's with our hands that we use to wipe away tears and to hold our loved ones close to us we have used them to hold our newborn children and help our neighbors when they need it most our hands have covered our face combed our hair washed and cleansed our bodies our hands have been sticky our hands have been wet dirty broken dried and raw at times but when everything else on our body gives out it is our hands that continue to help us function each day it's from an unknown author the significance of the hand in the bible especially 
the right hand of God symbolizes all power and authority in the kingdom of God. It's the significance of the hands of God in our lives that can never be overlooked or forgotten because it is not just any hand that reaches out and catches us time and time again. So we look into this scripture, and I'm going to be breaking it down. The Lord Jesus knew where he was sending his disciples. The five miracles, the the miracles of the five loaves and two fish um, had just taken place. He fed over 5,000 individuals that day, and Jesus sent his disciples to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. The Bible says that he made them get into the boat to go to the other side to send them ahead of himself. Yet he knew where he was sending them and to what they would encounter as they went ahead of him. He had taken them from a place of certainty. He had taken them from a place that they knew and they were familiar with. And he put them into a place that they didn't know at the time was going to be uncertain it was going to be overwhelming to them as they took their journey across the Sea of Galilee. And right now, we seem like we don't know where we're going. It might seem like we don't know what we're going to encounter at this time that we're living in, in this present world. But we f- and we feel like we're being tossed around by waves of political unrest, social unrest, financial unrest, physical unrest and even spiritual unrest. God has taken us from a place when we go back to just five, six months ago in the month of January and February, we were in a place we knew maybe where we were at. We knew we were were solid. We felt good. We felt strong. We felt okay with how life was going. But God knew where he was sending us and what we would encounter as this pandemic has hit throughout the world. God doesn't reveal the purpose or destiny of the uncertainties we go through. The Bible says that he has plans and he has thoughts that are meant for us individually and corporately. In Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And this scripture is in reference to the children of Israel going into captivity under Nebuchadnezzar. They lost their lands. They lost their crops. They lost their freedom. They lost their way of life and what they knew prior to that point where they were sent into captivity. Yet there was a result that God was leading them into by taking them into captivity. And the scripture is found right in the middle of all that happened to them. Children of Israel being taken captive, losing their possessions, losing their freedom. And the Lord says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. A lot of times we glean this scripture and we miss the point that God was trying to lead Israel back to a place where they would call upon him. He was trying to lead them back to a place that they would seek him in prayer, a place where they would seek and search him with all their hearts. It was the will of God that was to be carried out 
at the end of their captivity to deliver them from the place they were at. And too often we want to understand the reason for the uncertainties of life. We want to know, why am I going through this? Why am I going through all these struggles? Why did this have to happen now? Why is the financial situation so difficult? Why is there so much uncertainty? Why is there so much political unrest? Why is there so much hatred? Why are we trying to figure out the whys of these uncertain times that we live in? But God wants us to understand his will. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Can we get an amen on that? Therefore, do not be unwise. This is what he wants us to understand, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And don't be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. The question we need to ask ourselves tonight, am I trying to understand the reason for the uncertainties facing our lives? Or are we trying to understand the will of God in the midst of what we're going through? If we focus on the will of God, it helps us to be focused during the uncertainty because it makes us understand there's a greater, there is something greater that is coming ahead than our current situation. Too often times we, we get stuck where we're at and we think that there's no way out. We think things are never going to change. And if you turn on the news, if you, if you watch the news every single day, Every single day, something's changing. Every single day, it's bad news. Every single day, it's how many people are sick. It's every single day, how many people are dying. And there's so much negativity that if we let ourselves get caught up in the uncertainties of what is happening in this world, we will miss out on the will of God that he has for us. It's important to understand that God wants us to understand what the will of the Lord is. Because he knows and understands if we can comprehend and we can grab hold of what the end result is going to be, the things that we're going through now will seem faint. The things that we go through now will seem like nothing compared to what the will of God is for our our situation. The second thing we need to look and understand is that the disciples were not alone. Jesus came to them when the disciples were surrounded by waves raging all around them. It's very interesting the time that Jesus showed up. It was between the hours of 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. The Bible says it was the fourth watch of the night. When he set them out and he made them get in that boat, it was around evening time the day before, around when the sun was beginning to set And darkness was starting to come upon the place they were at. But it wasn't until the last watch. You can understand there were three-hour increments in each watch. So it was a 12-hour period almost until the last watch that Jesus appeared to his disciples. The timing we want Jesus to move into our uncertainties is right now. We wait and we wait and we wait and it seems like He's never going to show up. 
seems like he's never going to answer us. It seems like he's never going to come through. But he is not bound to our timetable. He is there with us in the midst of all that is happening around us. God is not forsaken us or left us. It is very interesting to know the disciples were all together, yet they became fearful at the sight of a figure that was approaching them in the dark. All of us are facing uncertainties. All of us are dealing perhaps with financial issues, social issues, physical issues, emotional issues because of all that is happening around us. And we become fearful of what we can't see in the dark moments that we're going through in life. And we, even though we have the body of Christ, even though I have a pastor, even though I have ministers around us, it could be and the answer that we need from Jesus, but because we're afraid of what we can't see ahead of us, we cry out in fear. We respond in the natural and with emotions, and we cry out. And even though God may be trying to reach us, and even though God is trying to minister, even though God is trying to speak through his servants and through people around us, we are blinded because we are so afraid of everything that is happening. But Jesus is approaching where we're at, and we are in fear because we can't see him spiritually. We're reacting and planning everything in the natural. When we need to move and trust in the supernatural ways of God, we can choose to, true, we can choose to trust our natural vision, our natural wisdom, our natural abilities to save us, or we can choose to trust in the spiritual, spiritual vision, spiritual thoughts, spiritual abilities that come from the Spirit of God. We are not alone in this situation. We have the body of Christ. We have a man of God who is leading still. We have men and women of God that surround us. Even greater, we have Jesus on the scene of our uncertainties that we face today. It's important to know and understand because we can, the, the book, the word of God says, many are the plans of a man's heart, but the Lord directs his paths. And we need to know and understand. We, we might have the education. We might, we might have, a, we know, know people. We have a network of individuals we talk to and we call them and we talk to them and we try to figure out what is the best way to move and what's the best thing to do in these uncertain times. But if we would realize that Jesus is right there in the midst of our situation, if we would just cry out. Jesus is right there in the midst of our circumstance. If we would trust in the power that God alone has to be able to change things instantly. The third thing is that Peter called out. The disciples were crying out in fear as they saw Jesus approach the boat on the water. Peter asked for confirmation if it was Jesus approaching them, saying, If it is you, Lord, call me out to come to you. And Jesus said, Come. And Peter began to walk on water. So many times we want to know if Jesus is in the midst of our uncertainty. We ask the Lord, is that you? We say, Lord, if that is you, then do this. 
or have someone say that or have this happen to me. We don't want to step out amid our uncertainties unless we know it is him that is approaching us. We believe it's Jesus calling us into a certain place, but there is always something trying to pull us back from the will of God. It's important, and I want to take just a side note and just mention this, because too often people will sit there and say, well, it's the will of God for me to do this. The will of God, if it is of the Lord, it will line up with Scripture. It will line up with spiritual authority and godly counsel. God's will does not contradict the spiritual authority or the Scriptures. One of the things I can recall for us on a personal level was a time that my wife and I were contemplating what to do with a business that she was trying to continue to grow. We had prayed and we had fasted and we had we were asking the Lord and we just didn't feel like there was any answer coming and we felt it was time for us to close the doors. We felt it was time for us just to to let it go and it wasn't of God. But we said we we're going to go to the man of God. We're going to go to our pastor and we're going to sit down with him and we're just going to lay it down and we're going to we're going to have him, we're going to trust what God will speak through him. That was over two and a half years ago. Since that time, and when pastor gave us the counsel, he said, I believe you need to keep this business open. You should not close the doors of this business. Two and a half years later, we see the fruit of what God has done in the midst of walking in the council and believing in what God will do and speak through his appointed men of God that he uses. Many times, many times people want to look at Peter for his failure to hold on to his faith, to keep walking on water. But we fail to see that he responded to God calling him out. And there are moments that God is calling us to walk into places where it feels like we will have to walk on water. When we were sitting down with pastor and we asked him for his counsel regarding this business, when I remember when he, he said, I feel like you need to go forward. I feel like you need to keep moving on with this, this business. I'll be honest with you. I, I, in, my, in my flesh, I said, well, it's easy for you to say. You're, you're just giving the counsel. But in my spirit, we had, we had come to the point and we had said, we're going to trust in what God speaks through our pastor. And I thank God for God using the man of God. I thank God that it felt like we were walking on water because we didn't know how things were going to work out. And it's natural to want confirmation that it's God speaking into our situation. But we have to be willing to respond to the place that God is calling us. God can call us all he wants. But if we don't come out of our boat, if we don't come out of our doubt, if we don't come out of our fear, if we don't come out of, of distrust or of hurt, if we don't come out of those places that God is calling us, we will never see the will of God to come to to pass in our lives. It's important for us to understand that tonight because too often it's not that God has not called us, it's that we're unwilling to step out of our boat.
last thing tonight, and I want to go over, is that Jesus reached out to Peter. This is the part of the word of God that really struck me about when Jesus saved Peter. I've read this passage so many times. I've looked at it. I've read it over. I've heard so many messages about it. Peter was doing great until he saw the strength of the wind that was all around. I used to always think he was afraid of the waves. But if you read the scripture, the Bible says that he saw the strength of the wind all around. It wasn't the water that scared him. It was the wind that scared him. Peter was afraid of what he couldn't see, but of what he felt as the wind was hitting him. Let me say that again. Peter was afraid of what he couldn't see, but what he felt as the wind was hitting him. We become afraid of what we can't see happening around us, and we respond too often to how we feel about what is happening around us. I can't see the financial blessing. I can't see the outcome of this situation. I can't see the the debt being lifted. I can't see the physical healing I need. I can't see it, but we feel it. We feel it because when we open up and we go to the ATM, we see a negative balance. We wake up in the morning and we feel the pain that we're going through as we get up. And it's important to understand because we we react by what we feel. When the Lord says, the Lord calls us to have faith. Faith is believing in the things that cannot be seen. It's not that I, I, there's times I can't see what God's going to do. I can't see the outcome of what's going to happen in this pandemic. I can't see what's going to be the outcome of what is happening in my job We can't see the virus that could possibly kill us, but we're afraid of the pain we could feel if we get it. We respond by how we feel and to what we can't see, yet we have Jesus who's in the same storm with us. God is not afraid. God is not overwhelmed. God is not undone, but he is strong. He is overpowering, and he is an overcomer. The memories I have as a kid, and it takes me, as, as, I was, as I was writing this down, as I was typing this up, and I, re, I think specifically, and maybe my brother might correct me, so if my brother tells you a different story, this is what I remember. The memories I have as a kid when my brother and I were trapped in a restroom in Yosemite National Park. We were staying in a, in a campground called Curry Village. There were these little tents that you could, you could basically, they were, I used to call them cabins because as a Mexican, it felt like we were living luxuriously because we didn't have to put tent stakes up. It was a, it was basically a wood floor that had been established in canvas tents that had been placed all around the wood floor. So to us, it was luxurious. Um, but I remember as we were going to the restroom, we, we were young. We, I had to be under 10 years old. My brother might have been around 10. And I remember going to the restroom that was maybe no more than 15 to 20 feet from our tent. And I remember coming out of the restroom and there was a bear 
that was right in front of the restroom and he was rummaging through the garbage cans. And I remember being so scared. I remember being, I, I, I have never been so afraid in my life. I remember crying out to my dad and saying, help us, save us. Dad, 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 there's a bear. And I remember my dad picking up a, a wood. It was, it, was, it was part of a tent that had fallen apart. And he, he picked up that piece of wood and he approached the bear and he began to push against the bear. And he told us to run back to the cabin. I remember this situation and, and this and knowing, I remember that I wasn't afraid because my dad was there. I remember feeling secure because I knew my dad had stepped into the situation. I remember getting back into the tent and I remember my dad coming back and he was safe. But never for a moment did I ever feel like I would be hurt when my dad was in the midst of my situation. This is the same thing that God does for his children. God has never lost a battle ever in his life, not even in death. And Jesus responded like any father would at the cry of his child when Peter cried out, save me. The Bible says that Jesus reached his hand to save Peter even when he had lost his faith. This blows my mind because Peter had this issue, reoccurring issue, over and over again. If you don't believe me, I believe it's Luke, in the book of Luke, where the Lord says, Peter, Peter, I have prayed for thee that your faith faileth not, for Satan has desired to sift thee as we, but I have prayed that your faith faileth not. Peter lost his faith in that sea that day. And even though the Lord corrected him and said, Oh, ye of little faith, he still reached out his hand to his child. And I want to give assurance to somebody tonight because some of you have lost your faith. Some of you have lost your ability to trust God. And the enemy comes in to convince us that when our faith is gone, then there really is no hope left for you and I. Even though Jesus acknowledges Peter's lack of faith, Jesus still reached his hand. And the Bible says that he caught Peter. We are living in a time where people are looking at the wrong hands to save them from this uncertainty that life has brought us. 
We're looking for governmental hands to save us. Some of you watch so many videos on stimulus checks, you know the minute by minute, hour by hour updates of when the next bit of money is going to come. And we're looking for the government to save us. We're looking for family hands to save us. We're looking for employer hands to save us. We're looking for political hands to save us. We're looking for social hands to save us. But the one hand that keeps reaching out time and time and time again is Jesus. If we cry out, Jesus, Jesus, save me, he will reach out his hand to save us and catch us. But in order to be saved, we have to get out of the boat. In order for him to reach his hand down, we got to get out of the boats that we're stuck to. Fear, doubt, bitterness, anger, resentment, lust. We have to get out of those boats that are holding us back from the will of God. And even if we step out, and even if we step into a place that we believe it's of God, and we lose our faith, and we suffer a setback, and we fall, if we cry out, Jesus, save me, the hand of the Lord will reach out and catch us. In John chapter 10, And I'm wrapping up tonight. Verses 27 through 30. It says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. And they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. I want to ask you to pray where you're at. Think of that situation, that boat you're stuck in. In my prayer tonight, let's pray. Bow our heads, Heavenly Father. I pray that we understand what the will of the Lord is in the midst of the uncertain times that we are living in. Lord, forgive me for trusting in the hands of a government. Forgive me for trusting in the hands of my employer. Forgive me for trusting in the hands, Lord Jesus, of of social and political societies, Lord. Lord, 
I know that you have us in your hands and that nobody, your word tells me, nobody can snatch us out. Strengthen our faith today, Lord. Strengthen our mind and give us the wisdom and understanding that we need, God. That if we would just seek what the will and understand the will of the Lord in the midst of this situation, it's not just any hand that holds us. It's not just another hand that saves us, but it's a hand that cannot be defeated. It's a hand that cannot be stopped. It's a hand that can never be removed, but it is a hand that is forever, eternally, Lord Jesus. All powerful and all authority belongs to you, God. And I pray in your name, Jesus, to bless your people, to bless them, Lord Jesus, to trust in the will and the hand of God. Lord, in your name, Jesus, we pray. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.